What is one of the biggest growing demographics of Botox users? Grab your husbands, boyfriends, brothers, and even dads. As we aren't talking about Botox, we're talking about Brotox on this episode of Follow Your Beauty. I'm Dr. John Mendelson, Medical Director of the Advanced Cosmetic Surgery and Laser Center. Stay tuned later in the show for Julie, who's going to tell us a little bit about what's in and what's out in the world of plastic surgery. Before we get started, I'd like to introduce to our show Josh. Josh, welcome. Hello. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you coming in. Yes. So I was trying to figure out how long we've known each other, and I think it was 15 years plus. It was 2001. Oh, well, then I'm bad with math. Was it 2001? Yep. Okay. I had just turned 21. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So yes. you were my birthday guest. Okay. So tell, let's let's talk about that. <laughs> tell me what. Uh, so twenty one. What were you? Uh, what were you seeking? Why? Uh, why'd you find us? I. Uh, I'm going to claim it. I was a pioneer of the big lips. <laughs> okay. I loved. I wanted big lips, and um, being in the and being in cosmetics, I um, was just constantly focused on that, and I um, found you, and came to you for that. It was my birthday gift to myself. Okay, well that's a nice birthday gift. to get gift. Some, some lip injections. How did you know, uh, back at the time in 2001, mm -hmm. it, that was fairly early. Uh, in fact, I'm not sure we were using, or we were just starting to use the hyaluronic acids that we use, and we're gonna, we're gonna talk yeah. about that. Yeah. But what, um, what did you know about it at the time? Nothing. I knew nothing of it. That was before the Real Housewives started mm -hmm. that franchise, and um, I just knew that uh, celebrities were doing it. Mm -hmm. And um, I worked at a high-end retailer, and uh, a lot of the ladies there had gotten things done, mm -hmm. had a few things done. Okay, and so I started asking clients and asking people, and they would drop Dr. Mendelson, mm -hmm. and so that's uh, how. I learned about you. Well, good. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you did. So <laughs> around that time, um, you also, when did you start with Botox? I wanted to start when I first came to get my lips done, but you were like, no, mm -hmm. you were like, because I didn't have any wrinkles. I didn't have, I was too young. Um, but you did, you finally, because I asked and asked and asked and you finally gave in, I would say about 25 <laughs> and you still told time. me that it was way too young and that I didn't need it, but um, I kept I was persistent, and um, you gave me my first Botox treatment. So yeah, yeah back, back back at the time, I think uh, I think we all believe right. that twenty five was probably too young. These days, you know, it's used more as prevention, and, right. and of course, it's a whole whole different world in terms of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, where where did you have Botox at the time? I wanted it to make a. a, a I wanted it to change a little. I wanted to make I wanted to make myself look a little more awake. And so you did this really cool, uh, like a horseshoe style on my forehead. Mm -hmm. So you went kind of high up in my widow's peaks mm -hmm. and kind of dipped down, and it gave my brows a lift. And so I thought that was so amazing that you could actually kind of give yourself a temporary eye lift. A little non-surgical brow lift, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's right. So it's used in the forehead and, and that's where we treat it, and you're right. So uh, just while you brought that point up, let me just explain. We're gonna talk about how Botox works in a moment, but um, it's, it's not where we inject the Botox, mm -hmm. 
it's where we don't inject the Botox generally. So let me, let me just explain this real quickly. So that horseshoe shape, that kind of U shape that Josh is talking about, we're treating more in the central area here, and it's inactivating these muscles. We'll, we'll describe this more in a moment. But where it's not inactivating them is out here, and so these muscles allow the brows to go up, and so we can achieve a non-surgical brow lift. But Josh, one of the things that I always got a kick out of is you... Um, so we treat you with your Botox. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I see you three weeks later. No, maybe <laughs> two hours later. I'm, I'm not sure. But at the time, you know, a lot of people, I mean, Botox wasn't actually FDA approved at that, at that time. It was 2002. Where it was a, well, it was. It was, but not for, but, but not for this region. Okay. And so, um, so we were, we've talked on other shows about it's a little bit, it's kind of secretive, right? You kind of have mm -hmm. this thing. You look good. Nobody knows what's going on because a lot of people weren't using it that way. But you were one of those people, I think I still tell stories to, to patients, that besides your brows going up, I don't think you wanted much movement, at least at the time. And yeah. so you would fight whatever you could do. If there was a little bit of movement, we would see you back in the office and, and we were, were treating you. For most people, I want to be careful here, but for most people, um, well, at the time, many people were like that. Today, because of high-definition TV, 4K, whatever, you know, you can see, you know, news anchors who have unnatural appearing Botox. So most people will use that as an excuse not to try it because they don't want to be completely paralyzed or, or inactive. But, uh, but I do get a kick out of that. So, um, so I, I just want to say to our, our listeners and viewers, it, it, Botox should always be used to try to make you look more natural. That is the goal. In Josh's situation, he looks great, he looks natural, so that's not that he doesn't look natural, but we're not trying to inactivate every single muscle fiber when, when, we're, when we're doing this, generally. I, I really wanted to freeze my youth. <laughs> I wanted to freeze myself. I like I that. Yeah. It, so that's why I think I kept coming back. Okay. Anytime I felt a little movement, I was like, oh no, right. no, no, no. Yeah. Well, I, uh, well you, you, you left an impression, so. Uh, um, so tell me, uh, in, with regards to maybe at the time, 01, compared to now, any um, conversations with women versus men, or I should say men versus women, in terms of having Botox or injectables done? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, um, and you, speaking about early on in the early 2000s, people did whenever they found out, because I was definitely proud to get injections and Botox, and people were scared. They were like, oh, why would you put that in you? Mm -hmm. But I just, I don't know, for some reason I trusted you, I really did. You have a way about you. Um, oh, and I, I don't know. I trusted. I just figured that if celebra celebrities were doing this to themselves, well, then it couldn't be that bad. Okay. Um, um, so, so what do you think know. it took so long for, for men to catch on? I think it was just uh, they thought it was, uh, you know, I have some, some guy friends that I think I, I definitely helped them understand what it's for. So men also want to look young. I think they were just intimidated by it, and I think that they thought it was just for women. Um, a lot of times, you know, it can feminize a face. Mm -hmm. Now you can see you get Botox in your jaws to, mm -hmm. to thin out the jaw to make it more feminine. So I think men in the beginning thought it was just a lady's treatment. Gotcha. And then um, as it became more and more uh, visible on TV, and, uh, you know, and then people like myself started started getting it done so it made it a lot easier to where now all of my male colleagues I mean they do it on the regular just more acceptable it's, in general yeah, it's a normal part of 
So, Josh, do me a favor. You are, I would call you an expert in, uh, in this area. I think you've, uh, you know, you, you, you know what you're talking about. Maybe if, if you could help um, share a little bit for those that, that don't know much about Botox or who are afraid of it or don't know what it is, let's talk a little bit about, first of all, where, where is it used commonly? Where are the most common areas? Go ahead. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions here, and I'm going to let you do the education here. You know, uh, I'm a makeup artist part-time, and so... Uh, the number one place would be uh, frowning. You know, ladies, even men will complain, you know, that they have what we call the number one or the number 11 between mm -hmm. your eyes. Uh, and then definitely um, crow's feet. So over years and years and years of repeatedly smiling and squinting, um, it can give you those, you know, lovely lines across mm -hmm, the temple. Mm -hmm. So between the eyes, definitely the whole eye area, I would say, is... Is important, yeah. It's super, yeah. The other area is commonly, as you know, your forehead. Mm -hmm. So um, so in the upper third of the face is a good way to remember. So frown line, forehead creases, and crow's feet are the most common areas where Botox is used. Um, you probably, you already mentioned that it can be used in, in the masseter. Uh, some mm -hmm. people might grind their teeth. They might have headaches from that. So the masseter or the temporalis muscle. Um, I'm not sure if you are aware, but it's been used for many years for voice disorder, something we call spasmodic dysphonia. It's used for migraine and tension headaches. Uh, it's used for what's called spasmodic torticollis, contractions of the neck, back spasm, bladder spasm. It's also used for something called hyperhidrosis or excessive sweating. So it, it really, so it's a, it's a medical therapy in many of these situations. And as I mentioned earlier, back in 2002, it was officially FDA approved in the frown line area. Now it's approved in all, all three areas. Um, tell us a little bit about the treatment. What, is it, what does it consist of in terms of having going in for a treatment? What is it, uh, how do you prepare? What do you do? How long does it take? <clears throat> the zero preparation. You can get up, have an appointment any time of the day, uh, any time of the week. Uh, it's uh, easy, I would say, from the time, if your appointment's at 10 o'clock, you're, you're seen right away and you're done by 10.30. That's if you probably had every site injected. Um, so it's pretty quick. It's super quick. And um, I would say on a pain scale from, if you're a normal person, a pain scale from one to 10, I would say it's probably like a two. It's the smallest needle. Right. Um, so it's just a teeniest little prick, a little, teeniest little sting. and. Um, but it is the the reward is worth it. It's so you know to have that wrinkle disappear literally, which that's the coolest part with Botox is that you see that the wrinkles soften and just disappear. Uh, they'll tell you it might take five days. For myself, um, I can tell it relaxes the skin itself. It almost makes your skin tight. Mm -hmm. It's like a tightening treatment, mm -hmm. um, and that happens within probably twenty four hours. You'll start to see. Right. Yeah. So Josh was just saying a couple of important things. Um, so the treatment itself doesn't take very long. I mean, literally, it's, it's several injections. Uh, you walk out. You may have potentially. There's always a risk for some bruising, of course. But, and that. Mm -hmm. And if you're a Botox user along the way, you're going to end up with a bruise somewhere here or there. Um, the you guys do such an amazing job, though. You take your time. You do your best with avoiding those those blood vessels that can cause bruising. So I would say out of I don't know how many times I've had it done, quite a bit. Very minimal bruising. And right. nothing that you can't go to work to, you know, you can easily cover it up. It's never like a 
right. giant bruise, you know. Yeah, so that that's true. Um, you know, you'll hear stories about patients maybe around the eyes where somebody's been treated somewhere, um, and you know, everybody's injecting Botox these days. So you do want you want to be careful. But that's that's a common area where we'll see patients come back with with bruising if if uh, if things haven't been done as as well as they could. Um, the onset of action is what you're talking about. You said it takes about five days, and generally speaking. Three to five days, three to six days is pretty common. Um, that is, you'll, you'll really start to see the benefit. You'll have the full benefit. It can take up to two weeks. There is a new product. I'm not sure if you're aware of this yet. Um, it's called Juvo. It was recently FDA approved, and it's, it's, uh, we're, we've been using it now. They claim that there's earlier onset of action for people who might have a party tomorrow night and they need their fix, okay? Um, and uh, some, of our, some of our team already and some patients have, have experienced that. I, I haven't uh, yet. Uh, they also claim that it lasts longer, the duration. Oh. With Botox, the first time you're treated, it probably lasts about three and a half to four months-ish. Mm -hmm. um, with you, it might be three and a half to four hours, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but as, as you use it more, it, it's usually four to six months. It, 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 you know, it goes for longer periods. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. The truth is, the longer you use it, those muscles are more inactive. It actually lasts longer, so I, I, I'll stop picking on you there. But, um, but what I'd like to do, let's, let's do this. I'd like to take a look at... Um, and I can probably have you answer these questions, but I, you know, I'm going to say a little bit about something as we review this animation. This animation is from uh, something called understand.com, and um, I want to play this. Whoops, sorry. I'm going to turn her voice off, and I'm going to take over. So Botox is derived from a bacterium called Clostridium botulinum. It's a bacterium that if you develop botulism, you'd be infected with this bacteria. That's not what we're injecting. We're injecting a purified protein from this organism called botulism toxin type A. And so in this animation, you'll see that uh, this patient's frowning, and there are two sets of muscles there. Uh, we call these the glabella lines or creases, and one is the procerus muscle. It's that vertical muscle here, and the other is this, this horizontal muscle called the corrugator. And this is the main muscle that we're treating when we're treating the frown area. So what you're seeing here in the animation is when we, I say, Josh, go ahead and frown, you frown, you're activating uh, those muscles um, by triggering this nerve here. And Josh, do you know what's released at the synapse here? I'm going to quiz you here. Do you know what the neurotransmitter is? Or should I know that? No, you no, shouldn't. Okay. I, I just thought you would. <laughs> Uh, it's called acetylcholine, as it, as it oh, says right there. It, so okay. acetylcholine goes from the nerve to the muscle, contracts the muscle, and there you go. That happens all day long with uh, all sorts of things that we're doing. So after a Botox treatment or other neurotoxin, I mentioned Juvo, Dysport, Xeomin are other neuromodulators, neurotoxins. So you can see here in the schematic that Botox is injected. And what's happening is now the acetylcholine isn't released, and it doesn't make it its way across the synapse or the neuromuscular junction. And therefore, we are selectively paralyzing or temporarily inactivating muscles that we want to inactivate. Mm -hmm. And this really works beautifully, you know, all over the body. Obviously, you know, we talked about the face. This is why it works for tension headaches. This is why it works for spasm, bladder spasm, back spasm, is because we're reducing some of the stress in a way and the activity of that muscle. Um, We've talked about, you know, its duration a little bit. Uh, we've seen a nearly 900% increase in Botox since about uh, the year 2000, okay, so in, in men, and that's, that's pretty significant. Uh, we're never going to catch up to women. Last year, there were about 450-ish thousand men treated. 
Um, but there were over 7.4 million Botox injections. So it's obviously probably the most popular cosmetic treatment. Uh, we had another guest on who talked about Botox and um, talked about it being an extension of skincare. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, really, uh, that's really kind of where it's positioned. It really is about, about that. Today, if you were 21 years old, 25 years old coming in, we might counsel you differently. We probably would be more engaged in preventative measures and, and suggesting that if that's your goal. Uh, so yes. you were just ahead of your time, Josh. So That's the trick. Which, which start early. It is a trick. Earlier. So it's prevention. So here, here you are. Here's, here's a shot of you <laughs> coming in. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you talked a little bit already about, uh, about the treatment. I think this is Karen Whitney, who's performed tens of thousands of treatments in, in her career. Mm-hmm. Um, she does a beautiful job, and so does the rest of our team. But um, so w- tell me, right afterward, are there any restrictions? Are you, so I, I see Karen injecting you here. When you leave the office, is there anything you can't do or shouldn't do? Yes, you don't want to do anything too vigorous. To, uh, you don't want to probably go to the gym and, and you know, bench press. Uh, but going on a nice, a nice leisurely walk is okay. Uh, doing basic, go to the movies and maybe have lunch. You know, that's what you should do. Nothing too. Sounds insane. good. So it's, it's a day out. It's a day yeah, out with it's Botox. A day out, just relax. Um, so, Josh, how would you say Botox has affected your life so far <laughs> and moving forward into the future? How do you think it will, will be part of your life? Well, you definitely look. Normally, I look a lot younger than other people my age. So when you go home, if perhaps you don't live at home. When I visit, they often will say I look amazing or I look young. So it makes you look younger. Okay. Um, you know, and it actually helps you, I think, um, live a happier life. They, uh, studies have proven if you look at yourself in the mirror and smile, it'll make you feel better. So with Botox, it, you know, it, um, you're not able to frown. So studies have even shown, I think lately, uh, the uh, studies have shown that Botox does make you happier. Uh, you are right? correct. Yes, yeah. you, are quite the, you are quite the student. Yeah, you're the yeah. expert. That, that's true. And uh, you know, I'm not sure if it's the biofeedback from frowning, actually, but you're right. It reduces, mm-hmm. uh, they've been studies showing the reduction of depression, mm-hmm. and, uh, and people are happier. You're absolutely right about that. Mm-hmm. So definitely, um, I feel more confident. You don't have wrinkles. You feel younger. You look younger. I want to mention real quickly, um, just we talked about areas that Botox is used f- in terms of uh, muscle. And there are people who use Botox for, I mentioned a term, hyperhidrosis. And I just mm-hmm. want to throw it out there so that we, we cover it. Hyperhidrosis is excessive sweating. That can be anywhere. It can be anywhere around the body. Commonly, it could be on uh, axillary, under the arms, palms, soles. And you say, well, geez, how does Botox work in, in those patients? Well, remember that neurotransmitter we talked about, acetylcholine, it also goes from the nerve to the sweat gland. So by blocking the acetylcholine at that synapse, in that location, we can also reduce sweating. So that's, that's how it's used. Some people who might sweat in their scalp or on their forehead benefit both ways. They've been both by, by the reduction of the muscle movement as well as the sweating, the perspiration in that area. Can you, um, I've mentioned this treatment to some people that have this issue. Uh, and they are like, well, that's not healthy to uh, stop those your sweat glands, you know, to stop that from happening. Can you explain about how many sweat glands a person yeah, has? Yeah, there's probably <laughs> 4 million <laughs> sweat glands. You're, you're absolutely correct. Right. Um, uh, and there's actually another treatment besides Botox called Miradry that we use, uh, which really changes lives permanently. You can reduce the sweat glands in that area. 
they're FDA approved, it's safe, it doesn't create any problems. And so sometimes when I hear that, yeah. uh, objections like that, it's true, people wonder. And it's, it's, it's reasonable to worry about things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you probably should. But probably there's also some other concern that those individuals have about why they don't want to do it and, and what the real fear is. And so sometimes I'll just ask, is there anything else that bothers you? So if you're out there addressing these concerns, you might want to ask the same thing. And then you can right. educate them as to really how it works. Nice. And now you know about acetylcholine. So yes. that's good. Okay, Josh, we'll stand by here. We're going to check out what Julie has to say and what's in, what's out, what's hot, and what's not in plastic surgery. Julie? Growing young together and plastic surgery date nights in this special Valentine's episode of What's In and What's Out and What's Hot and What's Definitely Not in Plastic Surgery. I'm your guide, Julie Whitney. Get ready as we tour the world and search the headlines to help you become a younger you. It's officially a trend now. Instead of growing old together, couples are choosing to grow young together. Reports from around the country tell of couples who are electing to undergo cosmetic procedures simultaneously. Instead of a trip to the beach, they're taking a trip to the plastic surgeon and loving it. It's true that couples' plastic surgery is on the rise, largely due to the fact that many men see how attractive their wives look following a cosmetic procedure and then decide to take the plunge themselves. According to the ASPS, men accounted for 13% of all cosmetic surgical procedures in 2018 and for 8% of minimally invasive procedures such as fillers, Botox, and lasers. And why not enjoy the benefits of plastic surgery with your partner? Couples are supporting each other and sharing the excitement of looking younger and are feeling more vibrant after their procedures. And I think you know where this could lead. You see, plastic surgery isn't just about me, it's actually about us. Couples want to look good for each other. Now isn't that a romantic thought? And interestingly enough, the couple's procedures vary by age. In the case of 20-somethings, the woman often comes in for Botox or fillers, and the husband or boyfriend comes in for support. Then he decides he needs a little bit of prejuvenation as well. 30-somethings are often dealing with two major life events the changes that come with pregnancy, and the changes that come with age. This is when women are typically seeking the mommy makeover, which can include breast augmentation, tummy tuck, and liposuction. And when dads are seeking the dad bod do-over, or more definition in the abs, which can also be done with new M-Sculpt. 40-somethings are not quite yet in facelift territory, but they need a bit of refreshing up as they are often in the prime of their working years. This is the ideal time for a liquid facelift using Botox and fillers, and also a very popular time for blepharoplasties or eyelid lifts, since the eyelids tend to show aging earlier than the neck or lower face. The 50s mean an AARP card, a colonoscopy, and often a couple's facelift or neck lift as celebration of being empty nesters with college tuition behind them and plenty of time to gift one another and live life to the fullest. And of course, the 50s are often the decade where women often see many hormonal changes. And the advanced wow shot is a painless quick injection that produces effects such as more intense and frequent orgasms, greater arousal and increased sexual desire, increased lubrication, and reduction or elimination of urinary incontinence as an added benefit. Now, wouldn't this be a nice Valentine's gift for both of you? 
And according to Dr. Julius View, a board-certified plastic surgeon and clinical professor at the University of Chicago Pritzker School of Medicine, many couples are using plastic surgery as a date night. Couples are coming in together to double their procedures. Talk about a dream date. And speaking of dream date, a real-life Barbie and Ken have taken their love of couples plastic surgery to an entirely new level. Anastasia Rezkos, age 20, and Quentin Dehar, age 23, of Gay Paris, have undergone 15 plastic surgery procedures to look like their idols, Barbie and Ken, spending more than $300,000. The list of surgeries includes two boob jobs, four nose jobs, lip injections, butt implants, cheek fillers, ear reshaping, Botox, eye bag removal, fake tanning, teeth whitening, nail extensions, and veneers. And they're apparently still not through with their transformations. And since they've spent all this money, they're undoubtedly living in a cardboard Barbie dream house and driving a plastic pink toy Corvette convertible down the Champs-Élysées. So if you and your Valentine want natural-looking, voluminous, kissable lips that don't look like fake Barbie or Ken, look no further. Advance is offering special pricing on fillers at 20% off the entire month of February. Just call 351-FACE and make your appointment. Well, that's it for today's news in plastic surgery. You can see more of my plastic surgery journey and also follow your beauty by going to 351-FACE.com. Why not sign up for a younger you today? That is it for today. Thanks for tuning in. For this and other episodes of Follow Your Beauty, please go to 351face.com forward slash follow your beauty. Feel free to sign up, log in, schedule a complimentary consultation. We're happy to help any way we can. Josh, thank you very, very much. We look forward to having you back. Thanks for all your expertise. Thank you. We hope that you tune in next time for another segment of Follow Your Beauty live from Studio A at Advanced Cosmetic Surgery and Laser Center.